Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you and praise you for this day. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to gather together, Father, to celebrate you, to worship you. Father, I thank you for each individual that is here. Father, I pray that your word will go out and it will not return void, but that it will accomplish what it was sent to do. Father, I pray that everything done and said today will be to the upbuilding of your kingdom in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. So this is one of my controversial jokes, but I had to break it out because I cannot find nothing. So if I'm offending you in this joke, then I'm sorry and my censors were right, but I hope they were wrong. So this man and woman <clears throat> had two beautiful daughters. And they had a conversation that we should have another child, and I really want a boy. And the woman agreed, finally, and they, so they had it, and she got pregnant, and she had a boy. And the beautiful daughters and this little boy. And so the day the kid was born, the dad walked downstairs in the nursery, and there lay the ugliest little kid you have ever seen in your entire life. This kid was so ugly that dad was taken back. He was like, I, just don't, I don't even understand. I mean, that kid is ugly. So he marches back upstairs, and he tells the wife, Hey, look, I don't know what's going on exactly, but I know we have a son, but this is the ugliest kid I have ever seen. Have you been running around on me? She sat for a second. She said, well, not this time. <clears throat> and maybe my critics were right. Oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> I like how everybody laughs, and then like a few people laugh a little later, they figured it out. That's wonderful. Um, um, so what we're going to talk about today is bodybuilding, right? You know, like you go to the gym, oh, y'all go to the gym, right? And they, and they tell you like, y'all ever, anybody in here ever been to the gym and like somebody built a regiment for you, like, right? That you, you need to do 15 of these and 25 of them and 34 of them, and y'all know what I'm talking about? I mean, y'all seen it on TV, right? Right? Yes? No? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's a specific regiment built for you to make you physically look better, right? So what we're going to do today is that specific regiment for you to look better spiritually, right? Because we have to be better spiritually, right? And our job on this planet is to be the body of Christ. And for us to be the body of Christ, man, we should look better than we do. So we have some things we had to clean up and then some, some stuff we got to do. <clears throat> it's a bunch of scripture and I'm going to get through it, I hope, I pray, and we'll get it done. So, so this is not a bodybuilder, this is a, betty, bet, blah, 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 a better bodybuilder. So we're starting 1 Corinthians, comes right after 2 Corinthians, if you were looking. <clears throat> uh, 1 Corinthians 12, chapter, uh, chapter 12, verse 12. <clears throat> Is that right? Just as a body, <clears throat> though one, has many parts, but it has many, but all its many parts of one body, so it is with Christ. For we are all baptized by one spirit to form one body, whether Jew or Gentile, slave or free, we are all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many, right? And then he talks about the foot should say, I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, or if I'm not an eye or an ear, right? Right? And for, <clears throat> if you're born again, you're part of the body. And for you to be a good, healthy, 
working part of the body, you need to create some, some rules in your life. And I have like seven or eight, maybe. Yeah, something like that. Rules that we need to create. That this is what is the most important thing, right? So the most important thing. So I'm going to go down a list of important things that you need to know to be part of the body of Christ. All right? And we're going to jump back and forth, gospel, epistles, back and forth. All right? You with me? So Matthew, <clears throat> the gospel according to Matthew, uh, chapter 6. I don't want to read the whole thing. I guess I'm going to. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you eat or what you drink, about your body, what you will wear. Is life not more than food and the body not more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or store away in barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. <clears throat> Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See the flowers of the field. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon, all of his splendor, was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown in the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you, you of little faith? So do not, work, say, do not worry saying what we shall eat or what we shall drink or what we shall wear. For the pagans run after these things. And your heavenly Father knows <coughs> that you need them. Verse 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of this righteousness and all of these things will be given to you. See, our number one part of being a good member of the body of Christ really is wrapped up in verse 33. Now, he, sits, he, he lays it out that you're worried about what you're going to eat or what you're going to wear. And I know none of y'all worry about what you're going to wear or what you're going to eat. But it also includes like where you're going to work and where you're going to live and what your kids are doing and, and where you go to school, right? All of that, I'm not saying none of that matters. And he doesn't say that doesn't matter. He just says, first, first, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And everything else kind of takes care of itself, right? So that's the number one rule. Number one rule is we seek first the kingdom of God. All right? Um, we're going to flip to Hebrews <clears throat> chapter 10 verse 23 let us hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess for we have <clears throat> for he who promised is faithful and let us consider how we spur one another toward love and good deeds not giving up meeting together as some of you are in the habit of doing but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. So this is old. If you go back to the King James, it says, do not forsake the gathering together of fellow believers. So, so the number one rule is, is to seek ye first the kingdom of God, right? And then the number one rule is, is don't forsake the gathering. There's a bunch of number one rules in this sermon. It's going to be a bunch of number one sermons. Because you can't put one more important than the other. It's, <coughs> do not abandon gathering together the fellowship that we enjoy right here <clears throat> when you come to church right and and, and look look if you go to church somewhere else god bless you that's great as long as you're getting fed the word i don't care if you're on facebook i don't care go to church go to church if it's you and somebody else go to church and you say well i watch it on the internet or i watch it on tv and, I, and that's good 
But, but you need the fellowship of the believers. <clears throat> Let's think for just a second. If you were to take your pinky finger and you cut it off from the knuckle, and you somehow figure out how to put it on life support and keep it alive. I don't know if you can do that. I'm just saying in my example, we'll cut off the pinky finger and we'll put it in some kind of machine and we're going to keep it alive. We're going to give it some flow of blood and oxygen. We're going to give it some form of, of food to where it can grow a fingernail and the skin regenerates and all that stuff. Is that a healthy pinky? No. Is it alive? In theory, yes. Is it healthy? No. So in the Christian life, if, you, if we're not seeking God first and we're not attending, right, and fellowshipping with believers and coming together and talking about God's word and talking about what's going on, then you, you, you can't be healthy. You can be alive. You can be saved. You can have all of the stuff. But Paul said, do not forsake the gathering. No, excuse me. This isn't Paul. Ha. Huh. This is the author of Hebrews. Anybody know who the author of Hebrews is? Yeah, I don't, nobody, nobody does. I, I think it's a lady, which is why they wouldn't put her name in the Bible, because it was the stigma of it. If you read it, 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 it is written a lot from a female perspective. But anyway, the, the author of Hebrews said, do not neglect coming together and worshiping together. <clears throat> Therefore, put on the whole armor of God that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, stand. Stand firm then with the belt buckle around your waist and the breastplate of righteousness and your feet fitted with the readiness that comes with the gospel of peace. So if we're going to get you right, right? First, we have to seek God's righteousness first. Second, first, the, the number two, number one. Is that we have to gather together. And the number three, number one is, is we have to, have to be prepared to go into the world. Now, see, here's kind of the deal. If you don't do seek ye first and you don't do gather together, it does not affect that you actually have to go into the world. You're going into the world regardless of whether you do the first couple or not. You're going into the world every day regardless of what takes place in your world around you. If and then you was going to go anyway, you ought to be prepared, huh? <clears throat> so we're going to put on the whole armor of God. And, you know, we don't think about stuff like they used to, right? I mean, we don't think about putting on a... <clears throat> I mean, if you, you put it in a different term, you could put on your tactical belt and your bulletproof vest and your night goggles and whatever right all the stuff that the army ranger seal people tote the things that you take into battle but at the time that ephesians was written the way it was written was that we want you to get suited up to go into battle right and put on your helmet and put on your breastplate and put on your shoes and get your sword and get your stuff right all of the stuff that you need to go into battle would I quit? Breastplate of righteousness, your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm going to get over this call, praise God, soon. To extinguish all of the flaming arrows of the evil one, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So we got all of this stuff straight, right? We got everything that we need to go into battle. All right? Got it? So, so we, we seek in God, we gather in together, and we get dressed every day. 
Because let me tell you, I will bet most of y'all, maybe not all, most of y'all, before you get up, even go to the mailbox, you put on some form of something, right? Please tell me before you go to do whatever you do, you have on some form of, it don't got to match, it don't have to be pressed, it don't have to be stylish, just something, covering up, right? Well, think about it then in the spiritual realm, how many times do you get up naked and go to work? Not, not that you didn't have nice clothes on, that you didn't have all of these things in the armor of God. That'd be a shame, wouldn't it? <clears throat> Um, the next, next, it's actually right here, but I, I broke it into two because I think this is important. Ephesians six eighteen, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer and requests. And with this in mind, be alert <clears throat> and always keep on praying for the Lord's people. Pray also for me, right? So, so we're going to seek God first. We're going to gather together. We're going to get dressed. First thing we do is pray. Now, I'm going to tell you, in the world of um, bodybuilding or, or, or fitness, right? All we have done so far is to decided that we're going to go to the gym. Seek first. We're actually going to pick a gym to go to, and we're going to attend it fairly regularly. We got some gym clothes, and then we got mentally prepared to go to the gym. Now, I know that seems strange, but think about it. Seek God first. Don't pick a gym. Pick, decide we need the gym. Pick a church. Attend said church. Put on some workout clothes and get mentally prepared by praying and deciding that this is what I need to do. Have you done anything yet? Have you lifted a single weight? You ain't flexed a single muscle. You haven't influenced a single person. Now, wait a minute. I guess if you got some really cute gym clothes and you took some selfies and you stood appropriately for the Instagram pose, that you could fool some people into thinking that you might have already been to the gym. Right? Now, I couldn't if I got an exercise clothes and said, look, I've been at the gym. They would go, no, nah, I don't think so. You might be needing to go to the gym, but you are not built like you have been to the gym. But as a Christian, all of this stuff has taken place, and we ain't started yet. We haven't pushed one thing for the betterment of the kingdom. Have we been better the kingdom any so far? No, but we have become really prepared. All right? So let's talk about the things that we need to do. Now that we're prepared, we got everything placed. We got our matching outfits. We got our little shoes. We got our little shield and our helmet and our sword. I mean, that's what y'all take to the gym, right? <clears throat> Your sword and shield and stuff. We got everything done. So now what should we do? Um, a gospel according to John. <clears throat> and this is heavy lifting, man. This is a, we'll get right into the workout. This, 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 this is, um, this is advanced. Um, Gospel according to John, chapter 13. <coughs> um, verse 34. A new commandment I give you. Love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. 
Everybody will know that you have been to the gym if you've got some abs. No, everybody will know that you're a Christian if you love one another. Now that, depending on who you're around, is a pretty heavy weight. I'm going to tell you, it is virtually impossible to love all of the people that are around you if you have not sought God first, regularly attended church, put on the whole armor of God and all of the, 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 the peace of the gospel and you got right and you prayed about it, then you are almost at a place to where you can begin to love the people around you. And that's just the baby step. That's just how we know that you belong to the gym. This is the little sticker that you can put on the back of your car. This is just the thing that says, I go to the gym. How can you tell? Because I love everybody. I don't love just the people who look like me. I don't love just the people who talk like me. You can tell they are my people because they love one another. That's just a sticker. He ain't even, we still ain't to the gym yet. <clears throat> oh, man, I got one out of order. John Brown. It was one more step before we went to the gym. Well, we got to read it, but it's going to be out of order. We done messed up and started lifting weights, and we ain't even stretched yet. Daggummit. Y'all ever done that? You ever got to the gym and started working out, and you didn't stretch yet? There's one more step. There's one more step that you have to do for you before you're ready to go to there. Okay? Y'all ready? Uh, letter to the Romans, chapter 12. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, for this is your true and proper worship. Verse 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. <clears throat> then you will be able to test and approve what is <clears throat> God's will, his good and pleasing and perfect will. Forgot we were supposed to stretch. So right before we start lifting those heavy weights of loving the people that are around us, we have to renew our mind. And the best thing, I've heard two really good examples of what it means to renew your mind. But you just think for just a second. If you compartmentalized all of the information in your brain. And you took out the bad. And you put in the good. You took out the world. And you put in God. That is what it looks like to renew in your mind. The other good example that I have heard about renewing your mind. Is renewing your mind. Is like taking a shower. The less often you do it. The more you stink. So when we don't renew our mind, our attitude stinks. The people around us stink. Every, everybody, y'all ever had anybody like when they walked up, you're like, oh boy. Mm, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. Can't stand so close. Some of us spiritually are in that realm. And we walk around, hadn't showered for weeks. So if you go back to where we started, right? We're seeking God first. We're gathering together, Right? We're going to put on the whole armor of God that we're praying. We're renewing our mind. And now we get to the heavy lifting of loving each other, right? So we got to there, right? <clears throat> Have you physically done anything yet? No. If you do those steps, are you 
more palatable to the world? Are you a better person, a better spouse, a better husband, a better wife, a better employee, a better parent, a better child? Yes. A better Christian. Not that there's a ranking of Christians like y'all are tens and y'all are sixes and y'all are fours, right? And not, not that there's a ranking. But just, it's a lot easier to spread the gospel of good news than when you have done the things that we're talking about, right? When you fellowship and, and, and renew your mind and honor God and seek Him first and you put on the whole armor of God, you're a lot better commercial to the world than this, you know, because you ain't showered in a couple of weeks and you, you look like a bum because you don't have the whole armor of God on and you're not prepared and you're talking about crazy stuff, right? See, I just think about some guy on the street with like nasty up clothes and, and, and I mean, that's how we kind of look as Christians. We, we, we don't even, can't even identify. All right, so we're going to get into some more heavy lifting. Oh, man, we're going to stay in Romans. We're going to flip the page. That's it. That was a whole, that was it. It was dramatic. We flipped the page. <clears throat> um, we're going to start halfway at verse 3. Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance <clears throat> with the faith God has distributed to each of you. Verse 4, just as <clears throat> each of us have one body with many members, these members do not all have the same function, so it is in Christ. So that we may form one body, each member belongs to all the other members, right? We, we talked about that. Everybody comes together. Uh, uh, verse 6, it changes. We have different gifts according to the grace of each of us. Now, we're going to start talking about some lifting. If your gift is prophesying, prophesy in accordance with your faith. If your gift is serving, then serve. <clears throat> if it is teaching, then teach. If it's encouraging, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. And if it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Now we're talking about some lifting. We're talking about some lunges and some squats and some bench presses, right? We have to lead and teach and give and serve. Think about when Jesus was here, right, this last couple of days on the planet. Anybody remember what he does? He sat down on the floor, got his robe tucked around him, and washed all of those beautiful, sweet-smelling feet of his disciples. The creator of the universe, the most powerful human that ever lived, tucked up his clothes and laid down on the floor and washed feet. That should be our goal. Now, right, of course, that's a metaphor, right? The, the washing feet. We should be tending to our folks. Once we get us straight, once we get to where we're seeking God first, that we're coming to church, we're fellowshipping with the body, that where we're putting on the whole armor of God, whether we're praying and we're renewing our mind and we're loving everybody around us, then we have to put it into action. We have to show up and do. And showing up and doing is the hardest part. It's the hardest part. And you think, well, not really. Yeah, no, really. Showing up and serving other people is the hardest part of being a Christian. Everything we talked about leading up to right now was all introspective. It's all you. It's you. It's about you. It's fixing you. It's cleaning you up. It's tending to you. It's getting you in a better spot. It's putting on your clothes 
praying over yourself, renewing your mind. Where the rubber meets the road, what James say, you show me your faith, and I want to see your works. Do you be the best Christian on the planet and refuse to serve, to give, to encourage, to prophesy, to lead? You might as well take that little piece of pinky and put it back in the machine because it's useless. If we refuse to show up and do, it's useless. All right. <clears throat> Boy, it got quiet. <clears throat> Let's see if Jesus had anything to say about that. Gospel according to Matthew. I bet he did. Well, I wouldn't have said it. And Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 25. <clears throat> Man, I don't got time. Uh, verse 34, and then the king will say to those on his right, come for you are blessed by my father. Take your inheritance and the kingdom is prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. For I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. And for I was a stranger and you invited me in. For I needed clothes and you clothed me and I was sick and you looked after me. And I was in prison and you came to visit me. And then the righteous answered to him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink or see you as a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and go visit you? And the king will reply, truly, I tell you whatever you did for one of the least. I pray I can preach one whole sermon without crying just one time. <clears throat> for the least of these, you did it for me. <clears throat> That's a whole sermon in itself. I preach that whole sermon in itself. But once we get to here, once we get to where we're supposed to be personally, it puts us in a position that where we are now all of a sudden usable. See, here's the thing. If you don't seek God first and you don't gather together and you don't renew your mind and you don't love one another and you don't put on the whole armor of God and you don't do any of those things, you become this. You become the least of these. Can the least of these do for somebody else? If you got no money, can you give somebody money? If you got no clothes, can you give somebody clothes? If you got no peace, can you give somebody peace? If you have no food, can you give somebody that's hungry? Heck no, you don't got nothing. You are the least of these. The goal is to not be one of those and to be able to say, you saw me naked, you gave me clothes. You saw me hungry, you gave me food. You saw me as a stranger, you invited me in. <clears throat> if you go back to something that I said earlier, that Jesus said, you can tell my disciples because they love each other. Any of y'all love somebody and will leave them naked or hungry or broken or out in the wet weather? Huh? Can't. It's impossible. <clears throat> All right. So we got to here, right? So we seek in God first. We gather together. We put on our whole armor. We are in prayer. We're renewing our mind. We're loving all our people, right? <clears throat> we're doing all of our service. We're prophesying. We're encouraging. We're giving. And now we're talking about the least of these, right? And there's one more. Man, the next one. 
If y'all think this is heavy lifting right here, right? That's pretty heavy. Next one. This is, this is advanced. This is advanced. This is what we inspire to do. The gospel according to Luke. <clears throat> Chapter 16, verse 15. And he said to them, to go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. And whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will pick up snakes in their hands. <clears throat> and they will drink deadly poison and it will not hurt them. And they will place their hands on the sick and the sick will recover. You can't even begin to talk about going into all the world and preaching the gospel if you ain't willing to come to church. You can't even begin to think about doing this stuff if you haven't renewed your mind. If you hadn't put on the whole armor of God. If you've not prepared. It would, it would be like. And y'all know it. Y'all knew softball's coming somewhere right. It'd be like you showing up to a softball game. With some sandals and some shorts on. With no glove. No bat. No helmet. No face mask. No nothing. And go I'm ready to go in. Where is your uniform? How do you think you're going to play like that? Well I'm going to ask you. Where is your uniform? What do we need to do. That we are standing ready. So when the least of these show up or when the opportunity comes to go into all the world and preach the gospel, that we there, ready. You know, the greatest thing about the American military, right? And, and, and Veterans Day was this week, and, and thank y'all all who served. And, 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 and the American military is one of the greatest things that has ever been established in the history of the world. But those guys stand ready constantly ready no matter what no matter where if they're needed in a matter of minutes some of those guys are ready to fight and die right now that's what we should look like as the body of christ we should be standing ready right now looking for the opportunity to advance the kingdom of god but for us to be ready for those guys to be ready, they go through months and months and some years of training. They have specialized equipment. They are standing guard. They are living every day, practicing what they have to do to be ready to go out and to defend us. Man, that sounds like exactly what we just talked about. That we have to be standing ready to stand against the schemes of the devil. Whole armor of God. Renewing our mind. Loving our brothers and sisters. Ready for the opportunity to serve. Ready for the chance to get to affect the least of these. And then when we feel like we have done that and accomplished that. To go into all the world and preach the gospel. That is who we're supposed to be. We are the body of Christ. But we need to be a better body of Christ. More prepared. And a better place you got it put on some gym clothes show up pretty regular get after it right that's what we got to do <clears throat> once we get to there let me ask you a question do, do you think that at some point in time that the enemy is going to stop attacking you 
In, in fact, I'm going to be frankly honest, the, the more of these boxes that you can check on a daily basis, the more you start to set your heart and mind on serving God, the more time you spend in prayer, the more time you look for opportunities to touch other people, the more chance you have to serve. The enemy will come against you at an alarming pace. Why is that? Because when you're sitting at home with not your matching clothes on and your head ain't right and you ain't bathed for a week, ain't nobody worried about what you're doing. But when you get your uniform on and you get straight and you get in shape and you start to stretch and you get ready to go, all of a sudden you become a much, much, much bigger threat. We should be the biggest threat. Standing ready. Standing ready. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you and praise you for this day, Father. We thank you and praise you for your word, Father. We know it will go out and it will not return void. We just give you praise and honor and glory for it. In Jesus' most precious name, amen. If anybody has a need for prayer, if they'll come up, I'll be happy to pray with them. Yeah.